Time to get funny, y'all. It's our theme song. <laughs> that sounded exactly like it. I could tell. That's not very good. Gotta be up front. Second week in a row that we had a little gaff. <laughs> not a fight, though. Just not we were unsatisfied with the way that we had started this out. Yeah. And so we decided to uh, start the recording over to give our fans absolutely... The best quality podcast they can get. Absolutely. Even if it takes us all night recording this thing over and over again. (laughs) And to get myself out of the more serious funk that I had found myself in, I watched the clip of uh, The Bachelor Ben season, Swimming with Pigs. That'll do it every time. Every time. That'll make you happy. Show that to people. That's what you show to people, say, who's just got a cancer diagnosis. Bring it to the funeral home. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. There you go. It'll make you happy right away. All right, let's jump in. It's a short episode. It's only an hour. It is a short episode, and uh, frustratingly... I'm okay with that. I guess I just felt like there wasn't a lot of content here. Um, I'm okay with a shorter episode, but in general, I felt like this episode was as unsatisfying and anticlimactic as A Night with Raven's Ex. Ooh! Burn. Oh, I've been waiting all day to make that joke. Uh, Have you? No. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, Anyways, 24 hours. Yeah. Since I last night. Holding off on it. I almost tweeted it, but then I thought, no, I mean, we'll save that, it for the show. I guess you can't have that much sympathy for a guy that was apparently caught red handed in bed with someone else. Sure. But I feel like, come on, Raven. I know. That's ice cold. We'll get to that. I, I have a lot you to know say. What, that is? what is it? It's so Raven. <laughs> So Raven, that's oh, so Raven. All right, um, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. We so are. We'll get back to it. Don't worry, gang. We leave with the big cliffhanger of Andy Dorfman showing up at the door. Yep, she does. And why is she there? To encourage Nick to sleep with everyone. Yes, that is a good reason to, to fly drink, across to the country. <laughs> they have some whiskeys, and they talk about how Nick is going to bone all these girls. Uh, Nick says he's totally surprised to see her, although I didn't get that sense at all. No, no, I did not either. It seemed like he had called her himself and invited <laughs> her over. Um, I mean, we both noted that they still seem to have chemistry certainly more chemistry there than he had with uh like vanessa i would argue right the eventual winner of the bachelor yes i'm, I'm calling uh, well that's my call mm-hmm. who do you have your money on right now i had that i cut her in our fantasy poll initially but we rebooted things if you, so you recall have vanessa so i have vanessa winner. as the winner now i don't really feel it but i think that that's right i don't feel well based... i don't feel it either i mean <clears throat> yeah. i don't think that they i don't think they feel it no. but at this point it's inevitable uh, I did feel like Nick and Andy were kind of feeling it. Yeah. Um, reigniting the old flame. Maybe they should hit up the old fantasy mm-hmm. suite. See how it goes. See if they see the northern lights. Um, let's see. I mean, we go back and forth between Andy and Nick flirting and drinking whiskey to the women who are out uh, outside on a frigid New York City night. Yes. Waiting for their man. Yeah, no, Nick is just hanging out inside, chilling, having a great time. They're freezing and very insecure about the situation. <laughs> I also wondered, this is jumping ahead a bit, if he was going to drop the bombshell that Andy had been there. And he just seemed to have not s- no, said yeah, anything about it. Because they, um, they kind of make it seem like he's going to tell them and that that's going to 
prompt the women into, you know, another... Further fits of, you know, despair, yes. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's to come. Who knows? Maybe so. I feel like if he didn't say it then, it's really not interesting enough to mention later. But we'll see. Maybe they'll trot that out again. She'll show up again in Finland later on. Uh, Vanessa says she doesn't feel special and that it's a horrible feeling. Poor snowflake. I hate that feeling. Canadian snowflake. She says also, I think it, to me, it really becomes clear how much she sees herself as the front runner because she says that she's worried that hometowns might have shifted something in his other relationships. Mm-hmm. That she was which ahead. Like a positive shift. Yeah. So right. basically, like that she saw herself as so far ahead. And she, again, she says, you know, that her hometown didn't go great, that it right. went okay, but uh, that she didn't, again, she didn't uh, didn't leave it with a great feeling. No, good, not great. Good, not as great. As we mentioned last time. Well, and she says she doesn't know what happened on the other hometowns, but she does know something. She knows that she Nick knows asked that. permission <laughs> from mean, all of the fathers. In a way, he ran it by them. Sure, just kind of in passing, sort of brought it up. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I'm going to start using that excuse a lot. So mm-hmm. if you hear me say, like, in a way, I asked a bunch of people if they could come over tonight. Mm-hmm. That means that I definitely did it. So just start watching out for that marital tactic. Thanks, Nick. Alternative facts. <laughs> you and Kellyanne. Ooh, we're getting Two political. Peas. Yeah, Two peas in a pod. Yes. Um. Uh, remember that time that you knelt on the couch in the Oval Office? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I couldn't Twitter forget went it. crazy. <laughs> that went viral. It was super disrespectful. Um, Rachel says that she longs for Nick, that she's falling in mm. love with him. She's vulnerable with him. I mean, again, I, I like Rachel. I'm excited for uh, Bachelorette. I'm going to... It's my... Uh, it's my guess that Rachel gets cut next next episode. I think that's right. I think the yeah. final two will come down to Vanessa and Raven. I think you're right. I had wondered if Raven was going to get cut tonight, but obviously she did not. And I think your instincts are usually right on these things. And my instinct was that it was going to be Corinne. And out she went. And nailed it. This despite Nick say, or Corinne saying that Nick knows her to the core, which seems to mean that he knows that she really likes to shop. That that is the mm-hmm. core That's of what Corinne. I said. I said so. Uh, he, she's a vapid, shopping obsessed teenager at her core because yeah. that's what we ca- came to know Corinne as through the hometown day. <laughs> Though I will say, so Nick cuts her. He he. Yeah. She gets in the limo. I think we're a little ahead. Well, I mean, go ahead. But. And she actually gives like she goes out on a little more of a feminist note than she you does. might well, let's talk have about expected. That. I think if there was going to be a theme of this episode, it would be yay feminism, right, all around. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> of and that's the theme really of the Bachelor in general. The yay bachelor feminism general. could yeah. be the hashtag mm-hmm. for everything that's going on here. Um. Before we get to Corinne getting cut, okay. Raven says that she's ready to say yes to Nick if he got down on one knee today. That very moment. Really? I mean... I mean, this is what all the families warn them about, is that they get delusional, that they get caught up in this process. I believe her. I mean, I think if he would have said at the rose ceremony, all right, Rachel, Vanessa, Corinne, Sia, uh, that is, Raven... Raven is stupid. <laughs> I feel, I'm sorry, but I feel like she is coming across as 
a little bit naive in these episodes. After being such a badass earlier on, uh, kicking that cheater's ass, and now, yeah, she's she is coming across as a little naive. She also said specifically um, if he got down on bended knee. Oh, God, give me. Anna actually was one of the original members of Boys to Men. <laughs> they cut her for obvious reasons, uh, gender politics. Let's but, not uh, wait till the water runs dry. <laughs> and make the biggest mistake <laughs> of our lives. Don't do it, baby. Is this the competition now? Yeah, it is. It's a sing-off. Oh, this is going to be a great segue to our voice-themed podcast. <laughs> we just had a battle. <laughs> Who do you pick, it's judges? Nice, Adam would totally go with me. Because of your hair. <laughs> Blake would be on board with me. Yeah, you'd like that. Um, you even went to a little country accent there when you were describing it. He'd be on board with me. That was my raven. Um, yeah, I'm podcasting with raven Hoxie. all of a sudden. Um, all right, we need to focus here. There's only 20 minutes of episode to (laughs) discuss, and we've gotten off topic. The show felt unfocused. Like, they kept going back and forth between the girls and Andy and Nick. (laughs) They Um, had time for an entire montage of Nick mock training in Finland at the end. That was my favorite part. That really... my favorite part of the episode. My response was, when did they have time to film this? (laughs) Is this how much time they have on their hands that they can film this entire thing? Um, Andy asks if he's going to have sex with the girls. Does a bear shit in the woods? (laughs) This is his response. In Finland. Actually, he says he doesn't know, uh, which I thought was an interesting... Response, I guess Nick feels like he's gotten kind of burned by sleeping with people on by the fantasy suite. Before. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even in the fantasy suite. Oh, with right. Jump the gun. Yes. Just a hotel bang. <laughs> just a good old fashioned hotel bang, Nick and Liz style. <laughs> um, yeah, he does say that would be amazing to have sex with three of these women. Oh, um, does he? I don't yeah. remember that. He said, At as one a man. Time, <laughs> well, that's implied, but that's really what he's going to try to go for in this fantasy suite. It's going to be a little unorthodox, but Nick shocks everyone. He always breaks the rules. Um, she also so Andy says she says you're the one in my position. You're about to dump twenty nine girls, and he says maybe thirty, maybe thirty. Way to drop a bombshell three weeks from the end, Nick. He and... says he's not just going to pick one because she's the last one standing, which is a good policy, honestly. Respect. Yeah, respect. I respect that. If you again, I don't if... believe him. At right, all. he's not going to do that. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna put this out there. Okay. He picks Vanessa. Vanessa turns him down. Oh, oh. It's the old Canadian trickster. <laughs> Plus, it's got to happen to him again. He's got to get rejected again. I feel like that's his lot in the franchise. Mm -hmm. And then back to Bachelor in Paradise again for Nick. Back to the twins. Um, So he, I mean, again, a couple of things. He confirms that he might not choose someone. Uh, He confirms that he might not be sleeping with anyone in the fantasy suites. Yeah, right. To which Andy says... uh, you have every right to get as intimate as the two of you want in this relationship. 
So she basically encourages him to go ahead and sleep with the women. And she seems to make essentially the why buy a car that you haven't taken for a test drive argument about marriage as well. Which I agree with and I get, but she calls it her feminist rant. Is that feminism? I don't think so. I think people on the right sleep with everyone in the fantasy. Listen, shows. here's a feminist. Do you remember screen. when Gloria Steinem went off on that long speech about how sex on The Bachelor was was a feminist empowerment move? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I remember. That's what Bell Hooks feminism is for everyone is actually entirely about. I think that's Taylor Swift feminism. <laughs> it's a different notion of the girl squad, but a girl squad nonetheless. These girls are totally Nick's squad. <laughs> squad goals, by the way. We know what his squad goals are. Except not Raven, because she's crazy and stupid. <laughs> what? I actually... I feel like you're a little harder on Raven than I am. I know. We were... So obviously you have to be attractive on this show just to get on. No uggos. But uh, I've said to you multiple times, I do not find Raven nearly as pretty as the other girls, which is totally subjective because you do. I th- so Raven, I think she's... if you're listening. Raven, if you're listening, Ryan give me a call. <laughs> call me up, Raven. He'll sing boys to men to you. He'll make love to you. I can't guarantee that orgasm, though. <laughs> Ooh, snap! Oh, oh burn! Ooh, the listeners at home are going to need a minute to let their ears recover from that burn. Ooh, there's going to be a lot more jokes where that came from, ladies and gentlemen. There's not. It's basically going to be that same joke yeah, again. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we've been jumping around as much as the Bachelor franchise itself here. Um where are we? We Andy Let's came to the ceremony. So Andy comes. She encourages Nick to bone everybody. She right. leaves. They leave on good terms. Nick shows up in the snowstorm that they've all been standing in. Not a snowstorm, but yeah. it does look very cold. <clears throat> and only Corinne has the fur to keep her warm. Has a twelve thousand dollar fur jacket made from chin- it's pure chinchilla. That there wasn't a bystander when Nick led her out to the limo. Oh. <laughs> That would have been insult to injury, yeah, on her fur. Forest murder! Murder! Um, Nick cuts Corinne. Yeah. So he he keeps Raven as first, then Rachel, then it comes down to Corinne and Vanessa. And my very first question was, does he have to give the pants back? I imagine you get to keep those bad boys. I wouldn't give them back if I were Nick. Yeah, that's a gift. No give backs. Okay. Yeah. No, I have to say that um, a couple of observations. One is that, first of all, the women just did not seem happy to see each other at all. Um, Well, at this point in the show, they aren't. No. Because I can think of, you know, a couple of seasons where it really seemed like the final two were were friends. But, I mean, you're taking it pretty seriously at this point. He's met all their parents. Well, and and, and that comes to my second point, which is... To cut the villain this late in the show is actually kind of unsatisfying. Because I feel like the other girls, if she, if Krim would have been cut three or four weeks ago, would have been like, yes, she's gone. I'm sick of her. And now they didn't seem to be like jubilant about the cut no, at all. No, because that goes back to my one of my early arguments about the show which is that i think they edited corinne to make her seem make it seem like the girls disliked her more than they actually did Mm -hmm. 
People didn't seem that upset when Corinne came back over Taylor. Nobody right. was like, damn it, it's Corinne. They didn't bake anything, a cake like when Chad got cut or whatever, <laughs> they, whatever they did to celebrate. I think that probably they weren't crazy about Corinne. Maybe they thought that she was young or a bit immature. But no, I mean, they one of the girls, I don't remember who it was, but they, they gave her a big hug mm-hmm. when she got cut last night. I mean, you know, I think a lot of right. that... Tension was fabricated. I think that Corinne and Taylor strongly disliked sure. each other. Well, and I think the girls were annoyed with Corinne early on with some of the group dates, but that a lot of that has dissipated mm-hmm. since then. Uh, what are the odds that Corinne blamed her getting cut somehow on Raquel and flew back to Miami and just beat the shit out of her? <laughs> Pretty high, right? Uh, p- potentially. Or certainly berated her. Yeah. But then they made up for it when Damn Raquel... It, Rock, something about the olives, maybe? <laughs> well, and then Raquel made Corinne a big ice cream sundae and she felt better. A bunch of cheesy pasta. <laughs> That's it. Cheese pasta. Cheesy pasta. No, she... I think... I believe it's cheese pasta. Cheesy pasta. Well, we need to get back to Twitter. Corinne specifically corrected us on this issue. Um, but anyways... This little spiel she gives in the limo about how... Okay, can I... Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. How real did you view her... Uh, her... What's the word I'm looking for? Her ring. Cr- crying. Oh, her yeah, crying? Yeah, I mean, her whole display. I don't know. Well, it swung so wildly from... Like, I'm very upset about this to, like, girl power to falling asleep. I thought it was real when he was walking around mm-hmm. and she said, Wait... And then she like hugs him and she says, I'm sorry if I ever did anything to make you upset, which get it together, Corinne. Don't apologize to the person that just dumped you. Right. I mean, come on. It Corinne. just made me pity her. Yeah. Um, and that seemed real to me. Like she seemed genuinely upset. And he said, you have nothing to regret, nothing to second guess. It's not anything you did. Which is almost more insulting because then it's just like, it's just you. It's just you. You're per- There's nothing you could have done to make <laughs> you yourself lovable to me. <laughs> well, he also, does he say, I'm going to miss the hell out of you? Yeah. Yeah, he does say that. Well, not that much, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not enough to keep you around. It is interesting, though, because, so Nick kept her this whole time. I'm not sure why, because you would seem to think that he kept her because she... For the fantasy, fantasy suite, suite, right? Yeah. Like if if it's just if he's just thinking with his dick, and that's why he's keeping her around. To cut her now is a bizarre, you know. It's a bizarre move. Like why not cut her weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not really sure what his thought process here is. I don't know. It's Nick, you're a tough enigma to crack, he's a my tough friend. <laughs> he's a... Can we ever truly see inside that well coiffed head of yours? <laughs> Um, when she gets to the limo, that's when I thought she's totally fake crying. Um, she just did, like, they do that thing that, you know, some girls get in that limo, the exit limo, and they lose their shit. Right. And then some girls do the, like, head duck so Mm -hmm. that you can't see their face and they are making crying noises. (laughs) 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 Nobody's buying it. Yeah, come on. There was no tears. Her makeup wasn't messed up. Her mascara wasn't running. Like, you know, Corinne would be an ugly fucking crier if she ever actually cried. So I'm not buying it. I think Corinne knew that she was going to get cut. And she goes from that crying into, as you've brought up, uh, a pretty hardcore, 
We have feminist rant number two of, of the, the night. Yay, feminism. Um, hashtag thanks, Emma Watson. <laughs> I don't know, what, is she super, is super feminist? Is that yeah, Emma what's Watson? going on? Yeah. Hermione? Belle? Yeah. She's Belle now? Yes. Yeah. It's, An- another you know feminist what's role. So feminist? They may not know it, but they are the inadvertent feminists who are changing the world today. Getting kidnapped by somebody and then falling in love with them. Because you, you see through the beastly exterior, right? Yeah. Getting Stockholm Syndrome and sympathizing with someone. That's so feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, feminism. Um. Anyway, Corinne's feminist rant includes the fact that she's done... <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Saying things that men think is appropriate. <laughs> Corinne, is that we... what she's been doing this yeah. whole time? Yeah, Same. I think you were done with that a while ago, yeah. Corinne. <laughs> um, she says, she, I'm done trying to show my men how much I worship them and I love them. Obviously, Corinne. I mean, no, nobody needs to do that. Right, well, and again, Corinne, when was that? Do I ever show you how much I worship you? All the time. All the time. Constantly. All the time. Worship at my feet. Yay, feminism. Um. No, and what? And when did she do that? I mean, is it putting whipped cream on yourself? Is that the worship? And I guess it's maybe buying the pants. I think it's the well, and I think just um, you know, she didn't ask questions of Nick. I feel like, like challenge him. Yeah, in any like way. Vanessa yeah. was like challenging him, and though mostly about Corinne, to be fair. I feel like that Corinne was... could have asked, "Why are you staying with me?" I feel Clearly, like I'm was, not uh... wife material. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I feel like that was all a little bit of Corinne's pretty baby routine. Sure. Was not to say anything that could be upsetting to Nick or, you know, she just was giving out her money, buying him pants, mm-hmm. giggling. Tee hee hee. I'm wearing a bikini in a bounce house. Nick. Here's a $4,000 hat. Here's some whipped cream. <laughs> and it backfired. So she has learned her lesson and she says... Uh, that she's done supporting her men. She says, I need that. I'm done trying to impress these men. I will never kiss up to a man, to a man again in my life. This is going to be shown in women's studies classes for years. I'd to like come. to see a class that focuses solely on these men versus you women. Oh, interesting. That a linguistic a analysis. Academic. That's a paper that I'm going to present. At a <laughs> you conference. could do that. That would be the best paper on right, that panel, the too. The title. These men and you women, colon. Colon. Um, gender dichotomies. On reality televised serials. <laughs> I was going to make it a little more complicated than it needs to be. Oh, and then she goes to sleep. Yeah, which is the perfect capper. Classic Man, I wish that I had the power to fall asleep after impassioned speeches because I mm-hmm. feel like that's like a mic drop mm-hmm. in its own way. Like, fuck you, I'm done. I'm going to go sleep. I'm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, and again, you know, the other reason she's a sexy baby is that she's napping all the time, right? I'm a very sexy baby. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's move on let's to Finland. Let's move on. Let's go to Finland, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> All we can think about because we're parents is that everyone in Finland was like the uh, what store proprietor in Frozen. Yes, basically. Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo! What is it? What else does he say besides hoo-hoo? Big summer blowout, half-off swimming suits, clogs, and a sun bomb of my own invention. Yeah. 
I, I don't recall yet any of his other lines, though we've seen it 4,000 times. <laughs> I've been on Moana lately. I can tell you most of what Maui has to say. Uh... I feel like Finland is a little bit of a little bit of a reach, little bit of a departure. Like we're so excited to go to Africa, it's the perfect place to fall in love. I'm so excited to spend the next three days at you know on Saint Lucia or um, here in the Philippines. I mean, it just it's usually more of a tropical place, yes, or at least a place that you think of as classically beautiful, classically romantic. Not to say yeah. that Finland isn't. It's quite lovely. In fact, Nick... Finless Tourism Bureau, call, call <laughs> Please us. Please sponsor us. Yeah. Gorgeous Finland, full of reindeer and the northern lights. <laughs> so cold, but so hot. That's my slogan for Ooh. Finland. Pretty good, huh? I will say, so Nick what about says... so cold, it's hot? Ooh, there it is. That You punched that up nicely. I'm going to have to cut that out so that people don't hear you upstaging me mm. with your slogan. I've also already cut four of Anna's jokes. Just to kind of balance things out um, because she was being a little too funny for my tastes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Nick says that he couldn't imagine a more magical place for this journey to end. You only get a few hours of sunlight every day. I was going to mention that. It's sort of like metaphorical, right? They're like, they're going to this place that is mostly dark with an occasional ray of sunshine. Like, what is that supposed to say about uh, relationships, right? What is that? uh, What's their... I took it just as who needs sunlight when you're just going to this place to bone. Oh, I see. You took it in a very sexy direction. I did. Yeah. Only a few hours of sunlight and then the sun goes down. Everything gets hotter when the sun goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. These fantasy suite jokes. If you can't be body on the fantasy suite episode podcast, when can you be? You must be body. It's a requirement. (laughs) It's a contractual requirement of us, of this podcast. Nick himself says that Raven is the perfect combination of salty and sweet. What else does that sound like? Brian. What now? Now it's too far. No, that's too much. Oh, we found the line for the fantasy suite Uh episode. Seconds after you told me to be body. Uh Apparently. That's too body. Have some respect (laughs) for yourself. That's too much. You're a professor. Your blowjob joke was fine. My blowjob joke was too far. Oh, all right. Okay. Anyways, we'll get back to this. Anybody is saying that. Semen is the perfect color. <laughs> sweet. Are they not? I've been misinformed. Then. <laughs> oh, With right. a little bit of caramel. Okay. That's hot right now. Right? Um, Salty caramels. All right, we've really got enough topic. <laughs> uh, all right, Raven gets the first fantasy suite date in Finland. And I actually, I like, so their date is like going to play darts. Mm-hmm. They fly in a helicopter to go play darts for some reason, but they end up just kind of going to play darts, um, which I like. I feel like they Seems sometimes... Seems like they're drinking a bunch of really like heavy alcohol proof Finnish alcohol. Liquor. Yes. Yeah, which I approve of. Yeah. No, it, um, I like this because sometimes their dates are very elaborate in the beginning and I feel like they actually kind of do want them to just spend time together mm-hmm. here. Yeah, because they talk about like... What domestic chores they're both good yeah, at. FYI, yeah. Raven can fold clothes. Nick will cook. 
hey, marriage solved. This mm-hmm. thing is going to work out beautifully. No wonder that she was going to say yes to a proposal. They've they've got everything worked out that they need to. They've had more serious conversations than Nick and Vanessa, who still don't know where they would live. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven despite being on a really fun date, is very nervous. And she's nervous because she she says she's nervous about the physical element. She's only had sex with one person. And then she informs us, the TV viewing audience, that she's never had an orgasm. She thinks it didn't happen with the last boyfriend because she didn't trust him. She trusts Nick, so... Today's the day. Boom. So I have a lot of thoughts about this. What are your thoughts about it? I'm I'm surprised that she even shares that. Well, so that is one piece of, of my question is, did she volunteer this or did they kind of drag this information out of her? Um, but so, so part of me, I'm very surprised that she shared this. And part of me actually thinks that it's a good thing because I feel like, you know, this is, it's, I don't think it's an uncommon situation for women to find themselves in, but it's rarely acknowledged um, on television. And leave it to The Bachelor to be very forward thinking and progressive to acknowledge a wide spectrum of sexual experiences. Some women have difficulty climaxing or find it challenging to climax with a partner. So that's part of it. Um, the other part of it, as we mentioned, is even though that guy sounds like an asshole, <laughs> to admit that you've never had an orgasm, that you've only slept with one person, well, uh, sorry, buddy. Um, After dating for two years. Two years, also. yes. Well, and my third thought was I'm sure glad that uh, Raven's dad is glad that he lived long enough to see his daughter I know, discuss orgasms I, on television. Like, bravo for Raven being a pioneering voice for, you know, uh, female dissatisfaction. And, you know, like, kudos to you, Raven. Mm-hmm. I hope you get all the orgasms that your pretty little Arkansas heart desires. I just, I cannot imagine going on national television and. And admitting that. To me, it's almost stranger than because we have said at the beginning of the season, oh, there's usually a virgin. Right. And that actually, I feel like they were building it up a little bit to make it seem like she was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Because she like drew it out a little right. bit. Um when when the girls admit that they're uh, that they're virgins, it seems like something that they have to tell him. Sure. Because I mean, it's your first time. Like, it seems like necessary information that needs to be shared. Right. I'm not exactly sure why Raven had to share, especially, I mean, with the viewers at home, but especially with Nick. Hey, by the by, I've never had an orgasm. No No pressure. Well, that was my other piece of this, was that I actually don't think that... I don't know. I I don't know that this was a good idea to share with oh, Nick you don't think this that early on. Lead to a really great, a really satisfying experience. experience. Yeah. Well, it de- for putting a bunch of pressure on. Well, it depends on how you you could have done this in a different way that would have been you know never had an orgasm before. So 
if it doesn't happen, you know, this it's not a reflection on you as opposed to, you know, maybe uh, tonight will be the it's night. It's a reflection on him. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, and, and again, she, you know, I think it's good for a show like this to acknowledge that kind of experience. Like I said, I don't think that statistically it's all that uncommon. Um, I really thought it was strange, though, that essentially the cliffhanger of this episode is Will Raven have an orgasm in the fan? Suite. I mean, that's where they cut it off, and I was like, man, they're kind of implying that that's a cliffhanger. And then Chris Harrison's narration for next week was, Will Raven's date come to a satisfying end? Like, it blatantly establishes that. (laughs) Which Nick made a happy ending joke all the way back at the beginning of this season, so foreshadowing. Ah, Bachelor. Nicely done. Yes. Um, Yeah, so. it, I feel like it takes a lot for me to feel. Em- I just felt secondhand embarrassment for her. Mm-hmm. Not that it. Not that it's anything that she should be embarrassed about, but I don't. Or secondhand like awkwardness, like I guess. Her dirty laundry on national TV. Or not that. I mean, again, it's not dirty laundry. I don't know how to phrase it. Um, yeah, I just felt like it was awkward and. Who knows what I would be revealing about myself if I went on a show like this, but I'd like to think that, I don't know, that I would have some sense of, hey, don't say that, you're going to regret that Right, later. right. Well, and that's a good question, you know, whether this is something, as we said, that she really wanted to reveal or not. Again, I think that it's a good thing for America. Um, but not necessarily a good thing for this uh, why situation. Do you keep saying that? Does America have, like, a... Uh, a big problem with this? Like, no, well, I, I like think that people like don't. Say, this is a huge problem. Where's your? What is the proof of that? One third of women have trouble experiencing orgasm. How I googled it earlier today. Oh my god! There's data on it. Um, oh, no, but no, I think that it's what I'm saying is. I think that the show always so implies. So now you're becoming a pioneering voice for. The there needs to be a specific name for this. An advocacy group. Raven can start it. <laughs> um, no, I just I like I said. I think that it's good for the show to acknowledge that people have a variety of experiences. That maybe the fantasy well, suite is not always going to be magical. They've done that before. Ed couldn't get it up with Jillian, and they were pretty open about that. Yeah. So I, again, I think that's another good example. Anyways. Perhaps we've uh, belabored this point. Perhaps. But anyways, I had, again, I had a variety of reactions. I do think that the fantasy suite is probably awkward enough without introducing this bombshell into that situation. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm sure they're going to have a great time. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be... All of that looming over. Mind blowing. (laughs) Well, at least they can look up and see the Northern Lights. It was a pretty sweet uh, digs. Yeah. Nick was wearing a very chunky turtleneck. <laughs> so in my very dreams chunky. of what goes on, Raven gets her orgasm and Nick wears that sweater. The entire time. Yeah. And actually the he two things the two things are Wait, related. That, that's right, that's porky right. pigging yeah. it. Yes, a form of nudity so disturbing it's banned at Burning Man. <laughs> The only you can be fully naked at Burning Man, but you can't wear a shirt and no pants. That's too disturbing. Can you wear a chunky knit sweater and no pants? That is especially disturbing. Yeah. Yes. Way to go, Nick. <laughs> it's your fault, buddy. Um, no, it is a chunky turtleneck. We, Mick has been known for his bold fashion choices all along. Mm. Though Raven wears an incredibly tall hat. 
like a snow yeah. hat, tall enough to accommodate like Marge Simpson's hair mm-hmm. underneath of it. Mm-hmm. So there's they're both making bold, outrageous uh, fashion what choices. Happens in Finland. <laughs> um, did we miss anything? I think that's it. I think it was just a, you know, it was a short episode. Uh, they're making up for it next week with a three-hour... Oh, good Lord. This is going to be <laughs> like... a Bachelor event. This is going to be like when Bachelor in Paradise was three hours a week and it still ruled our lives. We're undecided on how we're going to handle it. We might split it up and do two separate nights of podcasting. Yeah, one for the rest of the episode, Did Raven Climax or Not? Um, and then one hey, for it's the... it's okay, Raven. Ryan can send you some really great information. Some good reading that. materials. Yeah. yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of, girlfriend. Ryan here's a, here's a link Ryan to the Kinsey Institute. You. I get it. I get it, ladies. Um, uh, very sex positive. Um, anyways, that... Uh, so our show will continue in one or two parts. Yes. Next week. Until then, we're all just going to wonder what happened in that fantasy suite. We know what happened. Well, we'll find out. I know. You know. Well, you know. You always know these things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, gang. We'll talk soon. Herb. Yo, I don't think we should talk about this. Come on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say, you know? but that's a part of life. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.